everyone and welcome back to nerds adulting your favorite nerdy podcast out there at least i hope it's your favorite nerdy podcast out there i am one of your main three hosts peter i am joined again once once again by ruthie and josh ruthie how are you doing i'm doing great just hanging out josh how about you how you been doing doing good living the life in seclusion yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's like, I always say every week it's been interesting, but uh, I'm very happy to be back and doing uh, another podcast, another episode this week with you all. So I'm kind of excited because today, well, this episode is based on May the 4th, right? Star Wars Day, which is technically tomorrow, but, or, or, but whatever. So, you listeners, it's May the 4th, right? So it's all, all things Star Wars. I got a couple things put in place here. Um, I have a game which you guys have no idea what the rules are or anything behind it because I wanted to leave it as a surprise, and I will be the the game show host, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, <laughs> I also wonder what you guys have been up to for the last couple couple weeks. You know, we'll keep it short. We'll go over some news topics, keep that a little bit short, and then we'll just jump right into uh, Star Wars discussion. I got some. We have some interesting things to to dive into. That being said, um, Josh, what have you been up to the past couple weeks? How you been doing? Uh, so I've been playing a lot of PC games uh, this last couple weeks, uh, getting a lot more into Tarkov. Um, uh, been doing some painting around the house, finalizing the last rooms that we have to get painted, and choosing out furniture for my game space, which is going to be in the loft here. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, I saw your picture you posted uh, with the ghost hands. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, the, the other wall had like hundreds I only showed those two of that. Like oh, the, wow. the other side, the other wall had like hundreds of hands. But I'm assuming it's just the remnant paint, like it was a kid's room, and they were like, "Oh, Dad, let's put our hands." Like a fun kid thing to do in a kid's room. Yeah. I don't know. That's still creepy. That's okay. creepy. Yeah, sounding. it was. It was. It was creepy <laughs> yeah, exactly. to see. It was creepy to see at first, because like I didn't understand. We April was like, "Yo, look at this," and I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> Why is there anything the house kids? Down. Why is it with anything with kids? It's just like creepy, you know, like kids laughing in the background. Can be I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because you children know? represent innocence to an extent, and to have them make you feel uncomfortable is just—I don't know. I think it has to do with that. Yeah, maybe. But I always thought it was funny. There was an old Clive Barker video game on PC we played, and then something happened with these kids laughing in the background. I always thought that was really funny. And maybe it was Poltergeist for me. But um, that being said. Sounds cool. I'm glad you're safe and you and April are doing well and you're painting your house and it sounds like the game loft is going to be uh, pretty sweet. Uh, Ruthie, how about you? What have you been up to? What are you, what are you doing these days? I saw you've been streaming. Uh, it seems like you've been streaming a little bit more now these days. Yeah, I'm trying to stream a little more. Um, I had a few people, like a few people subscribe to me and stuff and I was just like, oh, that's cool. And then I got so busy with a lot of projects and I was just like, hey, maybe I should actually stream. <laughs> for the people <laughs> oops. that subscribe to me. So, oops. <laughs> um, so, I've been playing a little more. Plus, uh, really, like I told you before, it's just been so long since I played video games, I forgot how much like I missed gaming. Uh, and, and gaming with my friends. And although a lot of the games I play are solo, uh, I just have fun hanging out with everybody and playing games. So, doing that. And really what I've been up to the last couple of weeks is um, figuring out 
Twitch in general, like uh, we talked, doing the bot thing, doing the chat commands. It's all like a, it's its own little beast, but I'm having fun and I think I'm figuring it out and making my stuff look themed and stuff because that's what I like to do. And other than that, just been writing like crazy on that big project. So first draft is due this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to that, see what you come up with. I mean, I have actually listened to some of your more adult and uh, <laughs> mature stuff, and it's I mean, the quality is good. I mean, and don't, I'm not saying that I'm into to that particular mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah. I was impressed by the quality. I think you, there was one with this you did with the, the English fellow or he had an English accent. And I was actually pretty impressed. I was like, wow, this is good stuff. So I can see your talent or I can or hear your talent, I guess, yeah. uh, <laughs> for, what, for what's coming, for what could be in your this project you're working on. So uh, I'm actually I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what it's like. So um, but for me, I have done too much i still didn't finish final fantasy 7 remake i've been trying to chapter 14 was rough and i think there's 18 chapters so i'm at the end but i just keep other things keep coming up i i played i got streets of rage 4 uh, mm-hmm. on the switch i played that with my good buddy ty josh you've you know ty he's been was on our previous podcast endeavors um yep. We played that a little which was pretty cool it's two player online four player couch co-op my daughter loves it so we've been playing that together, actually. So my daughter's more of into the game, co-op gaming stuff. My son's just like, it's Minecraft and Roblox, and that's it. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then we watched Call of the Wild last night, which I really enjoyed. A lot of people didn't like it, but I really enjoyed it. And I think it's because I'm a huge dog lover, and that's why I liked it so much. And it was really entertaining. I really, I really did enjoy that movie. Did you go see it in theaters? No, we uh, we rented it on Amazon Prime. Ah, okay. So you can rent it right now if you want to. But if you're oh. a dog lover, I think you would love it. I'm not sure how much it is accurate to the book. That's the one where it's like a, a like a wolf. Like it's supposed to be like the first dog, right? Uh, no. This is actually follows like I want to. I don't think it's a mastiff, but it's like this mixed breed dog. It's not a wolf. Um, and he just goes on this like adventure. He gets kidnapped. Oh. And stuff. With okay. Harrison Ford, you probably saw. Okay, the yeah, with Fer- okay, yeah, with Harrison Ford. Okay, I was thinking yeah. of that one that was like a caveman with the wolf. That was like the first dog. I don't remember what that's called. I oh, it sounds very familiar, right? It's like, yeah, no, I get okay, but anyways, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, now. Okay, cool. So if you're a dog lover, I think you like it. I think you like. I think overall, it's an it was a fun movie to watch. So, um, but that's it. I really haven't been doing too much. You know, still working here and there, working from home. You know lucky to to have a job where I can't I can't work from home so um that being said I want to move on to a few news topics I don't want I don't think there's much to dive into just kind of want to ping your guys's brains on it and see what you all thought about it because I don't know um I'm curious to know especially you Josh with this first one so uh there's a PSA put out you know there was a massive last of us two spoiler leak that came out um this past week footage allegedly captured from a near final build of The Last of Us 2 was leaked on YouTube over the weekend, this was last weekend, causing a cascade of major plot spoilers to flood social media channels and game forums. I steered away from anything Last of Us as much as I could. I am at near the end of the original. I'm playing through it for the first time. Josh, I want to get get your opinion on this or kind of like what you thought uh, about these leaks. Okay, so I'm following uh, uh, Mr. Druckmann. Uh, I found out that actually the footage was supposedly from an actual earlier build and it was falsified that it was from a late build. Um, and it also, there was uh, talk coming out that it was from a disgruntled employee 
who was laid off due to COVID, uh, situa- due to the COVID situation, and that was also debunked, and that it was actually uh, hackers that had gotten in through uh, prior game Sony server stuff. So uh, the stuff is obviously contains some spoiler material. I haven't looked at it personally, but it's not like late build game. Oh, interesting. But it, 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 did, upset, it did upset me, but I'm glad. I'm glad that they that they jumped on it as soon as they did. Yeah. And then I the was... statement from Naughty Dog saying that you know, the game will be in your hands soon, and then they have a new release date of uh, June 9th. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking for or June 19th, I think it is. Yeah, June 19th, I think it is. There. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm glad that they handled this the way that they did, and that the community has really done their best to steer away. And come together as a group in order to uh, avoid, you know, spoiling it for themselves. Because I personally don't like spoilers. I've met people that straight up will be like, I don't care. I'm going to play it anyways. Like, that's not the point to not have the game spoil for you. So experience that magic of the story developing in front of you. Do you remember when I spoiled Game of Thrones for you? Do you remember that? (laughs) What was it that you spoiled? Uh, you had just started watching Game of Thrones. It was right before season, like, six or whenever Jon Snow died. And I was talking to my wife and I we were all caught up and I just I just blurted it out like I can't believe they killed Jon Snow or something like that. Or bro and you were like, <laughs> What? I was like, Oh crap. Oh yeah. I we were on my couch. That. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I felt so bad. And I was like, Man, I've never spoiled anything for anybody as far as I can remember, but I just remember that specifically because it was a huge That's thing. A and big you just one. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, I'm sorry, I Josh, that. that I spoiled that for you. So um, but oh, that was I, really funny. <laughs> well, I, think I hate you now again. I think, I hope, hopefully, we can. Hopefully, it's, it was that far enough back where we can laugh on it still. Or maybe you're still. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not with the way that the show ended itself. I mean, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, Ruthie, what did you think about the leak? Uh. Well, I haven't played it. Uh. But I was. It was just to like from an outsider perspective, people were like enraged, and I was just like, "Oh man!" It just was like a huge thing, and especially a game that seems so like kind of like emotionally driven. I guess I was like, "Oh man, I can't believe so much got leaked," and it was pretty nuts. But yeah, I think if it was something like if I was super invested, and I know they've been waiting, and like I said, the first one you just felt like in love with the characters, and everybody's been so ready for its release. And then to have something that comes out that for a lot of people kind of just ruined a lot of things really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was unfortunate that I, I was really surprised when it came out, but I just I stayed away from it and I just try to avoid it. I just don't understand why. I was more curious as to the if, I was wondering if this tied into the whole Naughty Dog article that dropped. I think it was Kotaku about the their crunch and unhappiness there and. Uh, you know, like the whole, you know, the whole developer, game developer uh, problems that they have with with work rest cycle, you know, work life balance. And I was wondering if that had something to do with it. But I, nothing, I guess nothing has come come about regarding mm. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm happy that it, they announced a June 19th date, which I think Ghost of Tsushima also comes out in June as well. I don't think it's the same day, which I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. But um, all right. So moving on, uh, the only other news topic I had was uh, just a couple of days ago, they uh, announced a new Assassin's Creed game called Assassin's yes! Creed <laughs> Valhalla. <laughs> I guess I guess Ruthie's a fan. Uh, uh, Ubisoft has only released uh, initial. T- well, 
I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna read this because Josh, as you pointed out, they they initially uh, released an initial teaser trailer where someone was painting it and got to, and they live painted it or live streamed it, which was kind of cool. And then they released a three minute CGI trailer, which I'm like, nah, I don't like when when I see things like that because it doesn't do anything for me. Um, but yeah, it was pretty. Everyone that worked was actually my job. I guess we have a lot of gamers at my job, and so I was getting a lot of messages about it. Um, so yeah, Ruthie, what did you think about that? You sound like you like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I do like Assassin's Creed, although it awakens the OCD person in me that has to get like a hundred percent complete. Um, because I just those are I don't know what it is about those games. Other games I can let it go. Assassin's Creed, I will literally like kill myself and hold on to a saved file for years <laughs> until I get. <laughs> Every damn little thing. Um, I'm super excited, though, because I like Assassin's Creed in that it takes you to, like, different worlds and different time periods, I guess. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I loved Black Flag. But I am, like, all about the pirate aesthetic, and Vikings is another aesthetic I'm all about. So I guess I'm kind of biased. I'm super hyped. Would you say you're all about the booty? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I am all the looting. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. I just thought of something else. I don't want to. No, I just had a, I just had an immature thought creep in my head. I couldn't help myself. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Continue. Continue on. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Um. So yeah. No. I'm all about the pillaging, looting, things like that, and everything. Uh. In the, in the games, and so Assassin's Creed. I like that it's a different feel. It's uh. That's what I like about Assassin's Creed. I think if you could pick up any Assassin's Creed, they almost all play the same. All the objectives are the same way almost, except they have different names for them. And you get some history stuff and some beautiful art. So I'm about that life. I'm excited. I, uh, yeah, I barely found out about it just a little bit ago. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was a pretty big announcement. I personally, so when the original Assassin's Creed came out, it was like this weird story where you actually like, they use technology to warp you back into some weird like ancestry line. And it really turned me off. I thought it was really silly. I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, but I was thinking I wasn't expecting sci-fi in a historical type at, you know, game. I thought it was going to be a game based on history. So I, I, that drove me away very early on. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I haven't been back since, although I did buy, uh, what was it? Origins. I bought Origins because, of course, it was on sale, so I had to buy it. You know, it's like fifty percent off, so yeah, um, it's one of the games sitting there. But Josh, what did you think? Uh, you Assassin's Creed fan? You uh, excited for this one? So Assassin's Creed has had. I've had a love hate relationship with it. <laughs> um, I do like Assassin's Creed. Played the first uh, Assassin's Creed. I remember going insane over the announcement trailer a long time ago. Like literally, like freaking out. Um, do you remember the Game Informer? That's what I remember. It was a Game Informer uh, like spread, it was like this whole announcement, and it was a Game Informer because I worked at GameStop at the time, and it was like this huge. And originally, it was going to be a PS4 exclusive, and it was like this huge thing uh, when it came out. I don't know if you remember that, but the original Assassin's Creed was one that was going to be a PS4 exclusive, and it was uh, announced via Game Informer. And this was years ago. This is like oh no, you know, the first the first thing I saw about. Uh, the first Assassin's Creed was on YouTube, was just the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, the Ezio series came, and then Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's Creed 3 is my favorite Assassin's Creed. Uh, the last Assassin's Creed that I bought was Unity. I bought it, like, right when it dropped. And uh, back when it had, like, all mm-hmm. those serious bugs, played it for, like, maybe an hour or two hours, maybe, and then I haven't played it since. Yeah. But... 
Um, Black Flag was actually the first PS4 game that I ever bought uh, mm. when I bought my PlayStation 4 back in Korea. And it was, uh, it, was a, it was a fun game. I had a lot of fun playing it. So I guess you could also say that I'm also one for the booty. <laughs> Into the booty. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, that's all the all the news topics I had. I, I figured we should at least touch on those two because those were pretty big announcements or uh, news topics that had come out the past um, week. But I want to move on now to uh, what I call the game. Now, um, it's nothing special. The it's a trivia game that I based off. It's called basically two two truths and one lie. Okay, so you oh. all know how to play that game, right? Two truths yeah, and one yeah. lie. So the rules is I will give you three statements regarding anything and everything Star Wars. One of those statements will be completely untrue. I fabricated it. May have based it on a little bit of truth, but I try to make it at least completely untrue. And you have to decipher which statement is the false one. So that being said, you guys cannot Google and I will know. No, I won't know. But please don't Google. <laughs> I want to I see what you guys think. I want to hear you guys talk and, and banter a little bit between your decisions on these. You guys ready to play? Yes. Yep, 100%. Okay. Ready so. to fail, yes. <laughs> and then I'll insert, like, you know, the cheesy uh, game show music. And then, like, uh, the uh, insert, like, um, people clapping and the ding. And okay. The, the buzzer <laughs> um, afterwards. So, no. All right, so the category of the first one is Clone Wars. All right, so here's fact one. In a lot of Western entertainment, the perspective movement of good guys fighting tended to go from left to right while the movement of bad guys went from right to left. Think of, like, battles. But in Star Wars The Clone Wars, it's a bit reversed. In most of the episodes, the movement of the clone troops and the Jedi tended to be from right to left perspective, a perspective that was generally reserved for the bad guys, foreshadowing what the clone troopers would eventually become. So that's one. You guys good? Mm-hmm. Yep. And here's two. A small dice team, or small team at dice, was working on a Clone Wars game in 2013 was set to release in 2015 but the game was ultimately scrapped and actually turned out to be star wars battlefront which released in november 2015. the original game was to be a squad-based tactical shooter that focused on squad 99. all right so that's number two okay. that's good yep all right number three sergeant apple's helmet is a nod to the character appa from avatar the last airbender a show series that director david filoni previously worked on all right, so you had the three the three facts. What are you guys thinking? I'm thinking because it's two truths and a lie, right? That it, yeah. that's the equation. Two. I'm saying number two is the lie. Yeah, okay. number two is the lie. <laughs> wow, you guys picked that one out. I thought that one was pretty good. You guys are right on the money. Ding ding Woo-hoo! ding ding. You guys win nothing. Oh so. man, I was hoping for booty. <laughs> um. All right, so we'll move on to the next category, which category is box office. All right, so the number one is Rogue One, a Star Wars story, had the lowest grossing weekend of all Star Wars movies before gaining steam towards a successful box office run. Okay. Number two, Star Wars has only one movie in the top ten highest grossing movies all time, with that being The Force Awakens. Number three, the number one grossing Star Wars movie of all time was Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, with a total worldwide box office gross of $2 billion. Dang it, 
I'm never good with the box office stuff. <laughs> so I think that so number one and number two, I feel are the most have the most potential to be the lie. Okay. Because like a lot of, a lot a lot of people were freaking out, not freaking out in a bad way, but a lot of people were like, Oh my god, a new Star Wars movie when seven They had to see uh, it. Yeah, like yeah. I want to say, I want to say as much as I hate to admit it, like, I want to say that I think two is a lie as well, but I'm like, really? Only one of them, though? Like, right. Okay, good. This is what I was hoping for. I was hoping that my lie was close enough to sound real that you guys had to think about it at least a little bit. I was, was I'm disappointed (laughs) in myself for the first one. You guys are like, boom, that's a lie. Okay. So two is a lie? Uh, I didn't no, say he, did, he didn't say yeah. Okay, he's just so, glad that we're yeah, stuck. <laughs> he's enjoying okay, okay, our okay, pain. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So I honestly, honestly though, I do think that two is a lie. Okay. So Josh, you're going with two. Ruthie, you're going with two. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with two. The answer is actually number one. Oh, oh wow. Um, Rogue One is actually like. Uh, let me pull out the numbers here. Yeah, people people in the beginning when they were like, "This feels more like a war movie than a Star Wars movie," and I, that really upset me because I like to see that that other end of the spectrum of Star Wars. Yeah, no, that was, was, I'm a rebel person. Like, I'm I'm a rebel. Like, that's my faction, too. So I'm like, I don't, like how do people not want to see this? <laughs> yeah, I... I That's my, actually my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, personally, that's out of all the movies. And it's funny because we'll get into it later, but that's I'll just say that out there, that, that Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them, essentially. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So I'm moving on. Uh, we got two more, two more questions or two more situations, however you want to call it. So this category is video games. Number one, Star Killer almost made it into Star Wars Rebels. Star Killer was Darth Vader's Darth Vader's secret Sith apprentice in the Force Unleashed video game. The character had a parallel story with his master, Darth Vader, uh, dispatched by the Dark Lord to track and kill Jedi's who survived the Purge. Starkiller was at one point being mulled over as a potential inquisitor for the TV show Rebels. Mm. Okay. So, number two. Star Wars 1313 was being developed by various departments of LucasArts. The game was actually completely finished and ready to be released just before Disney's acquisition of the Star Wars franchise. EA was given a license to produce Star Wars video games, but ultimately decided not to release the game because EA's CEO... Andrew Wilson didn't think the game was worthy of a release and had the game axed. Number three. Jedi Fallen Order almost couldn't include the word Jedi. Lucasfilm wasn't very keen on the idea of Respawn's game focusing on Jedi. During production, Respawn couldn't use the word Jedi and had to refer to them as simply as Force users. Alright. So, okay. what are you guys thinking? So, I think... Oh, I don't... <sighs> I know. I, I feel that, like I two is definitely might, truth. I yeah, feel like I feel, like, I feel like three might be a lie. Actually, they're all pretty good. Like, they all pose they all pose a challenge to the to facts. Uh, because how do you even get a, a license to develop a, a game under the Star Wars banner and not be able to say Jedi? Mm. So I feel like I feel like three could be a lie. And then, could you go over one one more time? Number one, Star Killer. Yeah, yeah. Star Killer. Yeah, it was almost... a Star Killer one. Yeah. That also feels like it could be a lie because I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm pretty <laughs> confident in the fact that uh, Force Unleashed. I don't think it's considered canon. You are mm-hmm. correct in that in that aspect. Yeah, I'm I was gonna say. I mean, that's what I almost want to say. I want to feel like Star Killer wouldn't have been considered at all. Yeah. So if that's I'm the, gonna say one's a lie. The, 
yeah, one's a lie. Is that your final answer, Ruthie and Josh? It's mine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the answer is actually number two. Dang it! Oh my goodness! That's what I'm I promise you, no, the actual answer is number two. I, I thought I had the sources in here. I'll actually put it in the description so the listeners can, can see it. But um, Star Wars thirteen thirteen was, you guys all know, was a real game. But it was never finished. It was never done. It was oh, announced it at E3, hard. but it was never done. All that stuff I made up about them canceling it and that was finished. That was all a lie. Um... Starkiller, the uh, I forgot his name, the guy who does did like the voice, well, a lot of voices on Star Wars Rebels and um, uh, Clone Wars. He had a stream and he was talking about this and that they were actually talking about bringing Starkiller into Rebels, but um, essentially they kind of axed it because he was so like, I guess OP in an essence. But there there was actually discussion of bringing him. At least there is evidence of someone saying that there was of uh, uh, valid persons discussion saying that star star killer almost made it into rebels and then um jedi fallen order earlier this year um respawn actually wanted to do a jedi game and uh lucasfilm was really hesitant against it because they they hold jedi the jedi is like their holy grail and they had a lot of problems uh or not problems but took a lot of convincing from respawn um to get them to use jedi in, in in their game and so that's also a truth Wow, that surprises me. But hey, you're the one with the fact sheet. <laughs> Google it, man. Google after. No, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I mean, that's why I was like, man, I gotta find stuff that's really. So weird. good job, good job on the, that last round. Yeah. That like really yeah. had me going. Yeah, the yeah, two that was... the two that I thought were lies were the only truths. <laughs> However, I do feel like I made compelling arguments as to why they could pot- potentially not be correct. True. You did, but you were wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah. You're not gonna win anything for that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one more for you before we get into uh, All Star Wars discussion. Um, this category is called Wild and Crazy because I thought these were some pretty crazy stuff. Um, so number one, the word Ewok is never uttered by a single character in the original trilogy, although the species is identified in the script and closing credits. Okay. Number two. Oscar Isaac was so upset with the script of Rise of Skywalker, it took an emergency in-person visit by J.J. Abrams, Daisy Ridley, and John Boyega to convince him to come back for the final movie. Number three. The sound of the TIE Fighter engine is actually the sound of an elephant call mixed with the sounds of a car driving on wet pavement. What do you guys, what do you guys think? <laughs> I want to know. We got to think out loud. I'm curious okay, to know. Wait, no, I did have one question. Yeah. Uh, in the second one about Oscar Isaacs, what script was he unhappy with? Uh, Rise one? of Skywalker. Yes, the last one. Okay, the last one. Okay. You know, you know the meme when everyone's like, oh, they show his face when uh, they say the Emperor is still alive and he shows us like his sigh. Like that's yeah. like a meme going on. So oh, gosh. Uh, I thought that was <laughs> fun. That's why I had to include that in this one. But He's great. Um I feel like the last one's true. There's some crazy. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm biased, but I'm like, there's some crazy things, and I could kind of hear those noises in it. So I'm like, I guess the, I think that one's true. The last one. A hey, folly artists are a thing of wonder. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know that they do quirky things in order to get sounds in Star Wars. I know that they do the laser, the laser, uh, the bolt cast sound. They get it from hitting a power line 
tie down with a key or like a metal rod to get that you know like, I, would, I actually i almost used that one too so oh well i damn I, it i wouldn't know that one <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. everybody knows the laser sounds <laughs> yeah um so i do, they go i know they go through wacky things in order to get those sound effects so i think that one might be true um i also believe that the oscar isaac one is true as well because as an actor, you I'm pretty sure as an actor, you have to do like have your own experience with viewing the film. And if you find yourself being an actor in a film and you yourself are a fan and you find you experience something that you're unhappy with, I'm pretty sure it's very discouraging, regardless of the amount of money, because you're partaking in, let's say, the quote unquote, your understanding of what the destruction of the series or a serious letdown for people who are also die, diehard fans of the series as well. So I think that number two also might be true, and that the first one is a lie. And what was the first one one more time? The word Ewok is never said in the original trilogy, like dialogue-wise. I don't think it was. I Okay, and I'm, uh, I'm having such a hard time. I think I'm biased because I love Oscar Isaacs, and I'm like, mm. he was not a little whiny bitch. Please tell me he wasn't really. Like, this wasn't a true <laughs> thing that happened. Like, I get that he's invested, but, like, a part of me is like, Isaac, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I know them, know them. I'm like, he wouldn't throw a fit. Yeah, it wasn't the, I mean, I think they did all right. But I'm now I'm trying to like, I'm watching the movie in my head. I'm like, I don't think anyone actually said Ewok in what essentially is Return of the Jedi. I'm yeah. going to say one is the lie. Or I mean, um, two is the lie. I'm saying two is the lie. You're saying one is the lie, <laughs> Josh. Yeah. The, okay. There's your final answer. I'm sticking with Isaac. I don't care if he's a big baby. <laughs> um, two is the All right. lie. So the complete fabricated lie that I made up is number two. Yes! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I was laughing. We went through this big debate, and I was like, watch. It's just going to be three. <laughs> Completely made that one up. That one was... Woo. I don't even know where that one came from, but I was it was late last, last night or early yesterday. I don't remember, but I was like, I completely made that one up. That one is a complete lie. <laughs> Uh, not true at all. So, um, so I hope you guys had fun playing. You, I don't know what the score is. I didn't keep score. No one wins anything. Um, but I had a lot of fun putting this together, and hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Josh, Josh doesn't sound happy at all. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, my rationalization <laughs> makes sense. Oh man, I'll put. I have to put the the uh, the links to the to my sources in, in the description. I'll send it to you guys too after this, just so you know that I'm not lying. I promise you, I got this. <laughs> you know, at least from some of the stuff from the internet. Hopefully, it's not you know completely yeah. fabricated. You better but. be careful. We we didn't win anything, but as you can see, me and Josh both like pirate stuff, so we're gonna get booty either way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna well, find a way. <laughs> technically, you got booty already. You got nerds booty, and Josh, your nerd booty is on its way too. So I don't <gasps> yes. want to hear it. I did. So. I did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a winner, but uh, anyways, that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think that was pretty cool. Um, all right. So you guys ready to move on to the main topic? Yes. yes, Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars. So May the 4th, Star Wars Day is tomorrow, today, whenever you listen, whatever. I am super excited to talk about this. So I try to put together some things that would be interesting to discuss. And so the first thing that came to my mind was what makes it special to you? You know, like everyone loves it. Why do you love it? Is, was my thinking behind it. And I started thinking about my reasons on, on what got me into it and, 
and all that jazz. So I'm going to lead off with you, Josh. I want to know what, you know, why do you love Star Wars or how did that happen for you? Um, I don't remember which was the first Star Wars film that I ever watched, but I do know that one thing I like about Star Wars is that uh, all the films encompass something about uh, overcoming uh, trials and, and, and challenges you know, but among within yourself or with with your comrades, you know, and that's always being somebody that serves in the military. Uh, overcoming hardship is intrinsically something that is very special to me, especially when you do it with people that you can call your friends. You know what I mean? And overcoming things that are difficult for you as an individual. So I think that Star Wars uh, hits home with that very well, and. Uh, they definitely make you feel like it might be yourself. I know you're watching a character do it, but I feel like they make they do a good job of connecting you to how the character feels. And it, I don't know. I feel like that's the magic of Star Wars. Everybody wants the good guys to succeed, and you know the way that they portray those successes. I feel is part of the magic of Star Wars because people come back and they're like, "Well, when Luke finally stood up to his father, that was the pivotal moment of him." You know, like all this stuff. It's 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 a big deal. To, to, to a lot of people it's a big deal to me the the portrayal of of good deeds and the portrayal of good versus evil and they make it so clear you know so the dark and the light side i mean how much more clear can you get than that so i feel like star wars holds its magic because of that uh portrayal of overcoming uh hardship and that's that's my answer <laughs> No, I, I agree. I think that's initially what drew me in towards it as well. Um, I'll touch on my my experience with Star Wars, but I want to hear from Ruthie before I do. Ruthie, what what? Um, obviously, you're a big Star Wars fan. What you know, like what brought you? Like what what does it do for you? Like why did it? You know, how did you fall in love with Star Wars? Um, I think the reason you know, I mean, I totally agree with Josh. Uh, you know, in that um, you know, it's about overcoming so much and everything. But I really love Star Wars um, uh, for a few different, especially I'm going to say the cinematic stuff of Star Wars uh, more is because just to kind of echo the whole, um, the whole like overcoming things. You see like so much, and so much is brought forth to light about internal struggle. Um, and right. like in the world, you know, like you always hear about, you know, like there's the semicolon movement and mental health, you know, and everything and everybody's trying to make everybody more aware that this is like a real thing. And, and I know that this is just cinematic, but like for somebody when I was younger who struggles with things like depression, anxiety and stuff, it is so it spoke to me on another level to see characters with internal struggles. And I'm not just talking like Vader or like Anakin into Vader, but you've also got Obi-Wan who struggles as somebody that's trying to mentor somebody that has internal struggles, you know, and turmoils and then also trying to find your place in the world. And I felt like that is just something I could totally identify with. And every movie in the, you know, every movie in the, in the sagas, there is someone that is struggling with their identity about who they are. And I feel so many people in the world, we're all just kind of adrift sometimes at different phases more than others, but we're all just like trying to make our way. We want our happy ending, our glory. We want to mean something. Um, 
And I think that that's why it relates to me so much. On a cinematic level, I'm a theater tech girl. I'm a behind-the-scenes, sound effects, theatrical girl. So visually, I love all the subliminal messages and visually just the art of Star Wars. I'm also a sci-fi freak. So (laughs) that's probably, in a nutshell, I could go on forever. But that's a lot of the big reasons is uh, that I love Star Wars. You know, it's it's kind of funny for me growing up. My dad hated Star Wars, and I took <laughs> I took a lot of influences from my father uh, when it came to the sci-fi and movies mm-hmm. that I watched. And as a young kid growing up, he didn't really he didn't say he didn't um, what's the word I'm looking for? He didn't hide things from me. You know, he let me watch rated R films at a young age. Um, I, hopefully, it didn't damage me in any sort of way. But um, <laughs> so we were big into like Predator and Aliens. Um, those are like huge for us and, and RoboCop and that those oh, yeah. were the, the things that I grew up love. He always said Star Wars was uh, boring. Right. And so I kind of took that with me for a long time. But I know it's crazy to say this now, but it was Phantom Menace that brought me into Star Wars. Like I was in high school, 1999. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman in high school. It came out. My buddy was a big Star Wars fan. And I was like, cool, let's go see it because, you know, there's. Star Wars. I'm a nerd. I, I, I'll check it out. And I will say that the movie itself, I wasn't a huge fan of in, even now. But one, the the song, I can't think. What is the name of the damn the song at the end of the movie now? Um, can't think of the name of it. But basically, what's the, what's the scene? The end of the movie in the giant battle between That's uh, Duel the of the Gun Fates. Guns. Duel Fates. Thank you. God, I don't know why I drew a blank on that. Duel Fates <laughs> and then Darth Maul. I fell in love with Darth Maul yeah. from the moment they showed his face, and then I saw him in action. And then even in the Clone Wars, like I'm not a I am not a big Clone Wars. I don't want to say fan because uh, I've been watching it now. I'm catching up to it. I just I'm late to it, but I did watch the Darth Maul arc because I like him so much. He's like my favorite character in all of Star Wars, and seeing the duel, seeing the the two Jedi fight this like we had never seen anything a dual-sided lightsaber before, as far as I could remember. It was all new, and it was just, like, it was modern, and the fight scenes were just so well done, in my opinion, and it just brought me into this new world, and that's when I dove into the... the, At that time, we didn't have the other two movies yet. We only had the original three, so then I dove into the original three. I didn't like Return of the Jedi. I still think it's boring to this day. Not a huge fan of it, but Empire Strikes Back is probably my second favorite movie next to Rogue One. Um... But mm-hmm. for me, that drew me into Star Wars was Darth Maul and just that fight scene. That one fight scene at the end of that movie started it all for me in my in my passion and my love love for Star Wars. Um, so yeah, I guess you could call me a late bloomer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, the next thing I kind of wanted to get into was I want to talk a little bit about um, episodes seven through nine, just because there's so much divisiveness and so much I don't want to just say toxicity but there was some of that too as well but so I felt like episode 7 The Force Awakens was really great even though it was sort of like a rehash of everything like you had uh, Poe who was supposed to be Han you know and then um, there was a few other tropes in there but whatever it just felt it felt very familiar and that's what J.J. Abrams does he brings familiarity and then kind of breathes new life into it makes it sort of its own and I really enjoyed The Force Awakens even now I go back and watch it I'm just thinking like man what could have been you know like you establish mm-hmm. this great new arc or new Star Wars story or storyline world whatever you want to call it 
and it just kind of went sour in my opinion um but what did what are your thoughts on the force awakens ruthie i'm gonna start with you since i went with josh in the last one what are are your thoughts on the force awakens and then kind of like what what happened beyond after that um so i know the force awakens like took a lot of like flack and everything because they were like this is basically new hope <laughs> like, mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. which i can see the similarities like i'm not even like trying to knock those people and say that it's not without like water or anything but honestly like if you look at it at the end of the day as someone who writes things and is a storyteller by nature and loves to read that's like every story ever when it comes to like a fairy tale quote you know you find the person they get thrown into this crazy thing and then they try to become a hero like that's that's just storytelling. So, I mean, like, I didn't get really hung up on it a whole lot. Um, but Force Awakens, there was so much I loved about it. I loved that there was a female main character. I loved that she didn't have an identity. Like, I loved that about her. Like, she was Force-sensitive, but nobody knew where she came from. I liked the mystery of not knowing if she was a Skywalker or, you know, and stuff. Because I'm kind of... I. I know that later we see other things happen, but a part of me was just like, I was just all like, I like that. She's a nobody. Like, I like that because, you know, it's kind of like saying, if you're not from this legacy, you've got no chance, but there were people all over the universe that were like force sensitive. And I like how it started throwing that in there that, you know, you don't have to be like a Skywalker. Um, I liked the broody Kylo Ren trope. Uh, I felt like it fed too much into like nowadays, (laughs) The uh, pill yeah. of the attraction of a broken man. So, um, yeah, we called all these things, you know. So, it I just came up. I see it. The thing about Kylo Ren that just drove me nuts was it just felt like a little tone deaf, I guess. You have this like whiny white kid who hates his parents, sort of thing. It was just <laughs> like, I just didn't, I couldn't get behind that. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't so bad. In yeah, it wasn't terrible. Well, my thing is too. I guess I saw like, like I said, I pull from like the internal struggles, and the, you know, and yes, he was whiny. Don't get me wrong, and it gets old, especially if you're not like, I'm just gonna be honest. If you're not a female and you're not attracted to him, it's it's gonna get old very very quickly. <laughs> um, but he, the internal struggle of like. He knew that he was wrong. He knew he was conflicted. He knew the choices he had to make, but he kept making the wrong ones. And I feel like sometimes when you're in depression mode, you know, um, legitimately, you are bound to like self, like self sabotage all the time. And I feel like that's what he kept doing. And he kept trying to pull himself out of it and, and failing. But there were actions he did. Like a lot of people make fun of him smashing his helmet. Like when, the first time he takes off the helmet and he beats the hell out of that, like, I want to say soundboard, <laughs> but I mean like that computer. Cause I don't yeah. know that tells you what I deal with all day, but he like beats the hell out of the computer and people are like, he's throwing a tantrum. Right. I'm like, let's be honest though. Like he could have beaten the hell out of like that officer, like all these things that he could have gone way more extreme over the top and been a real bad guy. And he didn't. So, I mean like there was like a lot of subtle things. So I have an appreciation for the character and stuff. So, you know, I will say a lot of the stuff that happened in, the Force Awakens didn't really bother me too much about Kylo Ren. It was more, I don't know. I just didn't feel his motive of being a bad guy. You know, I just think I didn't feel it overall. It didn't bother me so much as it, as the story arcs that continued on into the episode eight and nine, uh, especially in in eight. I want to say, but Josh, I'm going to turn to you. Um, what were your thoughts on the, on the latest trilogy? Um, 
<clears throat> this might be unpopular opinion, but um, I like Kylo Ren's character, and I like that he's whiny. I like that about him because one of the tropes of being Sith is allowing yourself to feel emotion. You know what I mean? It's allowing yourself to to feel anger and to feel rage. You know, it's 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 part of the path to the dark side is having all is not limiting yourself on who you love, how you feel. And so I feel like he presented it really well, a lot better than other Sith who, you know, internalize things and talk in riddles and do wavy things with their hands but he like he when he got upset he's like i i'm so freaking mad my uncle tried to kill me in my sleep shit and so so because he does take it a little he takes it a little far i i feel like i don't know i felt like his character was well written but then again like i said it's it's an unpopular opinion but, um, I don't know. I think that's the thing that makes – so I said in my notes, I put what what made it so divisive. I don't think you're necessarily – that's an unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people in Sansa Me Ruth, you kind of liked his story arc. I'm not saying it was like terrible for me. There's other things I disliked more so than his story arc. I just felt like that oh, – yeah. That to me in, in a movie, especially of Star Wars, I'm not saying that it should have – I felt like there should have been more to it than just me – being a whiny, mad at my parents kind of kind of thing. Yes, feeling emotion is one thing, but I I, I would almost prefer something of him being, I won't say brainwashed, but which they kind of alluded to with um, Han telling talking to Leia, saying that you know Snoke got to him or something like that. I would have been curious to know what maybe Snoke, sort of like what Darth Plagueis, not Plagueis, the the story of Darth Plagueis, the wise that yeah, yeah. the Emperor told Anakin, like that. That's kind of like how he lured him in with all these powers and stuff. Like I was, I would have liked something like that to lure, uh, a, a Kylo Ren into the dark side, right? Some way to pull him in. Like that's what that's the whole thing with Anakin was, um, his his love for his mother, which tore him apart because she was murdered. And the fact that he knew that Padme was going to die. And so that kind of, like, that was his, like Josh, you alluded, you talked about emotion. That was what like, drew him into the dark side was knowing that he had his power to bring people back from the dead. Um, and that's You're what right. He, yeah. You wanted a higher motive though. Or like exa- a, exactly. a cool point. So, well, and, the, and that's the problem because, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but now know. that you're saying that, I totally see that because when Force Awakens starts... He's already on his path. We really don't know like how quick and how hard he got there and like exactly. actually that point. Like all we know is that there's this when when she finally talks like in um in uh uh the, the second one what is it? The second one's like the uh the last Jedi. Last Jedi, There's, yeah. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker one, is the latest. Last Jedi is the middle one. The middle one. Yeah, which the, because of that title I always get him confused. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh, when you finally talk to um, Luke more and things like that, he's just like, oh, this big thing happened and he disappeared. But we all know what happened. And I get what you're saying because you're kind of like, no, we don't know what happened. <laughs> how did he how did he end up being second in command? Like, was it really just the fact that he had this bad experience and he decided to go like way other side of the scope? Exactly. Like, it, I completely yeah. agree with you. Like, there's cool. no there's nowhere to there's no way to connect the dots about how he got from that night with uh, Luke and being at Snoke's right side. Like and there's nowhere in between there. Or that no ex- motivation to either. Exactly. Like, what, why would he care like, about that power? 
Exactly. And that was and that was another thing that drove me nuts was now Brandon, my buddy Brandon, you've all he's been on mm-hmm. the show before. You all know Brandon. He he and I got into it with discussing that scene where Luke decides to kill uh, Ben Ben Solo. It was his name at the time. Obviously, that's mm-hmm. his name. And how he decides to kill him based on a vision that he saw. And then Brandon went in this whole great argument about how luke was trained to be a killer his entire life his whole sole purpose was to destroy the empire and kill his father and so that and he had all these visions as well um and that's kind of like why he decided to kill kylo or ben in that instance and my thing was there was no hint of that whatsoever like there was no all all we got and again, I'm not a huge fan of the originals i already put that out i liked empire strikes mm-hmm. back uh, i want to correct myself i like um Return of the Jedi, I think it was New Hope is the one that I find the most boring. So I want to correct myself on that one. But mm-hmm. that being said, there was no hint of that. It was just him telling the story about, I saw these visions of Kylo being evil and doing terrible things, and then I want to yeet his ass. Like, you know, like, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it kind of <laughs> did seem extreme. It was a little, the, that whole thing was choppy. Because then you also hear Ben's, you know, or Kylo's perspective mm-hmm. the other way, where he just talks about being conflicted and waking up in the middle of the night to this menacing uncle, you know, and yeah. he's like, ah, the dark out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. The yeah, two he did. visions he made him of look horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so that was, I needed like, okay, that actually would be a good, I think a good thing to build on as far as becoming Kylo Ren, you know, like that my uncle tried to freaking kill me. The light side is terrifying. They yeah. just don't admit it almost. Right. Yeah. But I feel like using the whole Luke trying to kill it's kind of like a just to further along Kylo's story because you'd feel that as a Jedi Master, uh, Luke would have enough foresight to understand that having a vision of the future doesn't necessarily mean that that future can't be changed. Because, for example, Anakin had a viewpoint or a vision of Padme dying, and he and the only reason he fell over to the dark side is because he didn't have that um, that foresight to look into himself to be like. Maybe I'm the one that causes this. You know what I mean? He just mm-hmm. gave into emotion quickly and was like, gave into what Palpatine told him. I can help you save her life if she's going to die. Like, but he, it's because he didn't understand that what was going to cause her to die was his own rage, his own hatred towards himself and towards Obi-Wan and to everybody around him who he thought was betraying him. Now, I feel like it's easy to use that topic for for Luke trying to kill Ben but at the same time I feel like Luke being a senior like seasoned Jedi at this point not being able to have that foresight to say to understand that the the future can be changed it all depends on the actions of the people involved in that in that uh, arc in that path so I feel like in my in my in my I understand that Brandon said he's a train killer and stuff but if I feel like Luke should could have grown out of that in yeah. in in his years be, uh, being the only jedi yeah. master remaining you know he could have said to himself hey before i act any before i make any rash decisions how about i talk to this child who is a child you know let me have a conversation with a this youngling? young person youngling? a youngling <laughs> exactly well he was I'm, a bit older than he should yeah, have been. He was but like a I, yeah here's my right? like i'm like listening to you and i'm like having all these crazy thoughts because i like i can talk this stuff all day my yeah. only thing about Luke, though, is I feel like Luke had not yet reached like complete mastership when he was training Kylo. I feel like he was not there. Now, by the time you get to 
the Rise of Skywalker, I believe that was when he finally, everything was at peace and he got everything. I still feel like when he was training, things were going down. Because I mean, he only, how long was so he, conflicted. how long was he on, on, uh, I forget the name of the planet. How long was he there with Yoda? Oh, and Dago, wasn't it Dagobah? You mean like before he left and he said he would come back? Right. Yeah, and he came Dagobah. back. And, yeah, so. But he oh, never no, finished because Yoda died. But Right. So he had like, I don't know how much time it was that he was there, but so he has a couple months of training with Yoda and then that's it's it. Everything else, everything else is basically self-taught. Yeah. Everyone but debates he, that about how much training Luke actually received. It, it it's a debate that people have because it's a of debate, a, but I can people's argument with yeah. Ray. People argue with Ray having short amount of training and how she became a Jedi versus like how and people compare it to Luke's training on, on Dagobah. Yeah. yeah, well, and my thing is too is uh, another thing that I noticed about it is Luke's mistake with the whole Kylo thing. It almost mirrors. It almost mirrors Obi Wan's mistake with Anakin. Like, he made the wrong choices in response. Like, Obi-Wan, I love Obi-Wan. I loved McGregor's Obi-Wan. You know, and just all of them. Um, But when he started seeing things happen, he helped Anakin at moments where he maybe should have been, like, the voice of reason because they were, like, brothers. And then it, it just, because he helped him then and he didn't do, you know, he just let things fall to the wayside, you know. And then when things got to be too hard, there was no reasoning with him. And I think that's it was almost mirrored between Luke and and Kylo. Yeah, there were definitely some parts where Obi-Wan should have been like, all right, Anakin, go get my belt. (laughs) I think my thing is, though, is like I was I was so hell bent on this other theory that I had in my head. I don't like the Jedi and the Sith thing. I am mad about some things about that. I don't agree with them. They're too extreme. There is no balance if one's always trying to eliminate the other. And if you eliminate one, then there's just one side, which isn't yeah. balanced either, in my what opinion. Is the balance? Yep. Yeah, there is no balance. So I always hated that. So I was like, eradicate it. And so in the previews for Last Jedi, when Luke's like, it's time for the Jedi to end. And I'm like, yes, end it. End it all. You know, and then, of course, yep. yeah, I loved Kylo. So I was like, Kylo and Ray will start like this new non-order thing or something. You know, I didn't want them to be romantic, but just start their thing, you know, or like get rid of it because it's not a system that works yeah. and stuff like that. And but anyways, um, I had this whole theory. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm really glad you brought that up because I wish I had the quote, but it's not canon anymore. But the book of the Sith, I forgot what chapter it was. It starts off with Dooku talking about how the, one of the reasons why he came to the dark side or became a Sith was because the Republic was and the Jedi inherently were corrupt in an essence. And, and mm-hmm. I, you were talking about Luke's quote, or you heard him in the preview saying that the Jedi should be no more or whatever. Yeah. I was hoping that they were going to dive into the, the whole gray Jedi thing. That's what I was really looking forward to. A lot to of people. Because, yeah. That's what yeah. a lot of people wanted. They, I mean, I, I don't know if that's what I wanted, but it's basically that neutrality though. Like that was their answer for, you know, like in canon, the, the gray Jedi order or whatever was the gray order, order was to answer for that balance. Because there isn't. There isn't balance between the two. There's not. When they're both so extreme on either way. And so I didn't like that. So I was like, please go talk to Luke. And, you know, and he was just like, no orders, no more. And then, like, at the end of Last Jedi, she stills those 
or whatever. Yeah. End of last Jedi. She steals the books about the Jedi order. And I'm like, Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then in the end of the movie, they're like, he's not the last Jedi. And it shows her. And I was like, son of a bitch, <laughs> stop this, <laughs> stop these tracks. Um, I was so upset about it and stuff. And my theory was, is I loved the theory that um, Kylo, even after everything bad, ha- I don't know if you guys have heard this theory, um, but it was one I'm huge on. I still wish it had happened in a way. But uh, the whole Kylo thing, like, how did he end up with Snoke? Why was this even a thing? And because, um, you know, like you said, it did seem extreme for him to just go off the deep end after the whole thing with Luke um, was that he was actually trying to be a sleeper agent to take him out from the inside because no Jedi had tried to do that. Um, so huh. that theory came about. But basically, when he left, he evaluated some things and he was just like, obviously, I can't be trained and Luke's. You know, and so he started thinking about things and he was always taught that he was strong and he had his legacy. Um, So he basically was a sleeper agent. And then if you go to YouTube, go anywhere, just do, you know, Kylo Ren infiltrating the First Order or, you know, sleeper agent for the First Order. There's so many things like that's why the Han Solo thing. It wasn't because he, he was conflicted. He knew that to kill his father was the only way Snoke would completely trust him. So he couldn't do it, though. Hence why there's the thing like you don't see it. But Han Solo is the actual one that pulled the trigger, killed himself because he knew it was the only way his son would succeed. Because if he didn't, Snoke would eliminate him. That was his final test. Because if you notice after that, Snoke was totally chill, chill with him after that. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. And then That's like a... there was other things like the smashing the helmet thing. He wouldn't be violent towards people. He would grab them, but he would never kill anybody. He would every time Didn't he, he forced choke Ray, somebody though. Didn't he force he, choke? No, he did. He did grab somebody and choked them. But like, I don't think he ever killed anybody. Like, or that when was. he tortured um, Poe to get information from him, and he tortured Ray. Well, he didn't torture Ray a whole lot. All he did was fill through her mind. And if you notice, every time he talks to Ray, which had a direct connection to his family, he was gentle. And stuff like, I mean, he could have been much worse with her is what I'm saying. Like he was, right. gentle. he yeah. was like, it's cool. He's like, don't be afraid, you know, and stuff. Cause he didn't want to, you know, in everything and his mother, like just all these things. Like if you watch it with a different life thinking that he's a sleeper agent for the first order, like that was his plan. Like it was a plan. There's even some lines uh, that Leia says, I believe in the first one, if you listen to her lines, it almost says she's like, I never should have let him go. And she says some things like that, almost like it was Leia and him had kind of come up with this idea. And so, like, it's just crazy. It's a crazy theory, but when you watch it with those thoughts, a lot of lines change and a lot of dialogue changes in your mind. And I was like, (gasps) (laughs) but obviously we all seen the movies. It's not what it was. But in my head, I'm like, ah, but in the end, it kind of was successful. (laughs) So... Yeah, kind of bring it down from the inside. Uh, I would have taken that over what we got. Yeah, no, yeah, no, (laughs) like some days I still in my head, it's canon in my head sometimes. (laughs) I watch the movies, I have to forget that was not the case. (laughs) So, there were so many things. Um, I'm gonna bring it back to the trilogy before we move on to the last uh discussion topic of Star Mm -hmm. Wars. Um, so there's a lot of things that we already talked mostly about Kylo Ren and the divisiveness, but so there's a couple of things that come to mind about just how divisive people were, uh, was put, was their handling Ryan Johnson's handling of Luke Skywalker. Uh, you also had, uh, Kylo Ren and Ray kissing. A lot of people didn't like that. Um, 
Rose Tico's role in the last Jedi comparatively to rise of Skywalker. Um, and so a lot of Rose Tico, actually the actress who played her, uh, people were so upset with, with her story arc and her, her love story with Finn that people were basically bullying her on Instagram or social media. And she shut down her social media because she was getting so much hate for her role in the, the last Jedi. And so there's a lot of things that people were upset with and also killing of Snoke. So I kind of curious what you guys felt with um, the killing of Snoke. So the argument that uh, was brought to me again by Brandon, who I love this, this, this discussing stuff with Brandon because he's just super smart and he just comes with these things to me. And I hate arguing with him because he's a lawyer and I feel like I'm never going to win. <laughs> but he does have these great points. And he was saying, look, the Emperor, we knew nothing of the Emperor in the original trilogy and no one was calling for more stuff. I think it's also a sign of the times where we want more backstory on these villains. Yeah. And they built up, my thing with Snoke was they built him up so much in the original and then he just dropped him off like nothing in the second and a lot of people liked it a lot of people didn't i didn't like that so those are kind of like the main divisive topics what did what did you guys think with those josh i'm gonna divert to you on this one right now so with snoke's uh stuff yeah i agree it was built up and i was uh for a while i thought that when with his projection i thought that it was palpatine like and that we just hadn't seen him yet, like full fledged, mm-hmm. or it hadn't been confirmed, and that he had just taken on another role to conceal his identity or something like that. But uh, at in a uh, Rise of Skywalker, when it's when it's revealed that uh, Palpatine had been cloning Snoke, or like created him basically, yeah. and was was using him as a tool, like speaking for him. I guess I it kind of put me at ease with the whole like hey we're gonna build up this character and then kill him in the next movie uh it kind of like put me at ease with that but snoke's character i thought he was interesting but it really did bother me i did a lot of googling like yo who the fuck is snoke right here (laughs) i'm just gonna stop you on like this so that's the whole my issue with the third movie rise of skywalker is that jj abrams like he addressed that specifically because fans were pissed off about snoke I always said at the end of Rise of Skywalker, they should have continued on with what Ryan Johnson had left us. Because I think Ryan Johnson ultimately left the story in an interesting place. But that's just one of the things that J.J. Abrams did in, in the third movie. He had to feel like he had to address that. There was no need for the Snones. I'm sorry, people call them Snones because they're Snoke clones. I don't know if you heard of that. I heard that from, yeah, I've heard from that. somebody. <laughs> um, but my thing was that that was not needed we didn't need to have that i felt like and then a lot of things happened that kind of is what happened with that third movie but that was my one of the things i wanted to address when you're talking about that scene of them like oh we got to make it seem like snoke isn't a big deal even more you know so we'll just put this in here to appease the fans and i think that's where you kind of that's what happened what killed the third movie was they were trying to address the fans uh fans uh issues with the last jedi which you can't do because it was so divisive. You had so many people on one side and you had another people on the other side. And then you tried to retcon some stuff. And I think that really killed it on top of a lot of other things for that third movie. But yeah, I just want to throw that, that out I there. thought that Snoke was a, was an interesting character. And I really wanted to know more about his backstory. But, Me too. But um, yeah, like like you said, when they brought it out in the third film of the, so- of the saga that it was over because he was a clone and he didn't really matter because he was just a puppet the whole time that Palpatine had created. I was like, Oh, well, I guess there's a fucking end to that. 
But uh, but I but initially I was like, yo, who is this guy? You know, like I was really intrigued by his character and where he came from and what his motivations were and who his inspiration was because he looked like he had been in the game for a while. You know, he's pretty old. He looked a lot older than 30 years, you know, around when, that means he was around when Palpatine and Vader were around, and yet there was nothing revealed about him. So where does he come from? How did he get to where he is? Where was he in the hierarchy during Palpatine and Vader's rule? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These are things that that bothered me that I had questions about. And then the third movie came about, and in the first 20 minutes, they were like, oh, this is where Snoke came from. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, the third, oh, I I, I don't even want to get into what I was the, the this trilogy really just hurts me in so many different ways. My Brandon message me was like, "Oh, you're gonna watch uh, Rise of Skywalker this week?" Because I think it released or something, or I forgot when he said it. And I was like, "I was like," or he said, "Are you excited?" I said, "No. If anything, it just makes me depressed <laughs> when I think about Aww. that movie." Yeah. But, um, so Ruthie, going back to the divisiveness of those topics that I was talking about, um, what did you think about those? I mean, maybe you like some of them, maybe you didn't. I mean, we're all divided. It's divided. People yeah, are on one side of the coin versus the other. It's all divided. Um, I ultimately like Luke's thing because I feel like everything that he was taught in, in, you know, it was this whole cycle of Jedi. I feel like he was finally able to break it. Uh, So I'm okay with how Luke ended at the end of the day. Like, he did his mission. He helped. Go ahead. No, say, you like how it ended. But what about him being alone for, like, what, 20 years on the planet? being secluded being grumpy and being this like whiner sort of old man grumpy old man take a lot of people did not like that including myself yeah i mean a part of me didn't like it because it seemed like a cop-out a little bit obviously um but also at the same time i consider obi-wan um who trained him hmm, how point. he spent so many decades alone and i feel like protecting part of that, Luke, though he was yeah, protecting he, Luke. he was protecting but from a, like the sideline <laughs> he had a he had a like a minor job and stuff but and i do think when they sent away you know different things but and the point is is like i feel like the reason he was I, maybe i look in too much of it and maybe i'm giving the writers in the whole story and abrams too much credit but um I feel like getting away from people that are trying to push the First Order or trying to push the return of the Jedi and all this stuff, um, getting away from it is really what gave Luke a lot of time to actually like sort everything that he was seeing, everything that he'd done it. And he'd shut himself off and like, you know what I'm saying? There's so many distractions. And it's like every time there are like, you know, this ray pops back up and all the battles intensified. Everything came down to like a time clock. So him staying away from everything was his way of like, every time I get involved or things get involved, this whole cycle starts all over again. So I don't know. I feel like I was okay in the end that he got back in it. He did help in his way. He did sort things out. He gave distraction. He played his role of whatever kind of general side army, whatever he was. And then he was able to find peace for himself. Um, So I'm okay with that. I feel bad about Rose Tico. I feel bad that the actress got so much flack. It wasn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. She got a lot of flack. Like it was her fault. And I'm like, it's not her fault though. She didn't write the movies. A lot of people said she should have fought more. Unfortunately, in the last Jedi, the whole Ray Rose thing or uh, Finn Rose thing, that whole mission in that city was such a red herring with no, reason to be honest because of that and then they threw like in that kiss romance in the end to me i took that as there's so many movies out there when you're in a battle you know and you just think you're gonna die or something's gonna happen and everything's more intense when the war's going on 
soldiers hook up. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you get attached to people. I hate to say it, but right now we're going through it in a corona. Everybody's online now, and people are, like, starting online long-distance relationships with people they're just meeting. Because everybody just wants to latch on to somebody. And they were in this intense, you know, couple of days together. But their whole thing was a red herring. So, and and if you notice in number three... Because of the whole focus on Ray and Kylo being together, like, you Ugh. know, the Raylo thing. Yeah, no, don't get me started. Like, <laughs> I, like I love him. and it, Like, I do. I really am biased. But their whole romance thing I didn't like. But all the words that he used were all, like, marriage vow words, you know? Like, he was basically, literally, if you look at the writing, you know, and stuff, he's like, will you? And she's just like, you know, he wants, will you take my hand? And it's just like, okay, that's totally, like, kind of a marriage proposal. You know, like... He had all that. So Finn, who in the first one, it was kind of alluding that they would be a romance interest, Finn and Ray. Mm -hmm. In the third one, you've got the beautiful ebony horse riding woman. You see a little chemistry there between her and Finn. Then there was Rose. And then like, then there's still Ray. So it's just kind of like they put Finn like to where like, oh, Finn, you know, it's just a charmer, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, what? (laughs) So and there was even the jokes about Finn and Poe, you know, the bromance and stuff, which Disney squelled in the third one. A lot of people really pissed off. They squelled it with Poe having that female voiced robotic, whatever, bounty hunter love interest that, you know, so they kind of squelled that out. They didn't want any of that stuff. Yeah. But I feel bad for Rose Tico because in the third one, she had no role at all. And that's not her fault. Uh, you know, I just think that that's not her fault. But I don't know why people attacked her so much. That's ridiculous. Do you, I mean, nerds can be mean. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but um, so I'm going to close it off with just my, my final thoughts on this particular subtopic. The final, the last trilogy, and then we'll close it out with the future of Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I will just say, I think Disney made a huge mistake. We always talk, say this. They didn't, they did not have a plan for these three, um, for these three movies. And you can clearly see it when Ryan Johnson took the helm in the second movie, and then all the retconning that was tried to be that was tri- that was done by J.J. Abrams in the third. Um, I think I think Ryan Johnson had some pretty cool ideas uh, to take uh, with, with what he did in the Last Jedi. Ultimately, I didn't like a lot of things he did. Like I didn't like killing Snoke. I wasn't huge. Like I was. I kind of liked the idea of him not being a big deal, but at the same time. I wanted to know more because they built him up so much in the original or the first uh, in uh, The Force Awakens. So I was like torn with that. Um, and if you go back, I feel like if you go back and watch The Force Awakens, it's just it's so good in my opinion. And then it just kind of falls off a cliff by the time you get to The Rise of Skywalker. I feel like yeah. if they had a plan and they knew what they wanted, the message they wanted to send, they, you know, the story they wanted to tell, just something along that line. It would have been fine. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, they when they started writing or when they finished Force Awakens, they didn't know that um, the Emperor was going to come back in the third movie. No, no, no. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think they were all over. It, like, yep. and that's and that's the problem with Disney. I think Disney chases what they think will get them the most marketability and or the most money, and they just made like a lot of mistakes and try to jump headlong into like this cash cow thing. And I'm like, but you're, it was a disservice. I think you're right. I, I think they did. There was really great stuff. A lot of things fans loved, but it could have been so much better. 
And that trans this my this is my transition into the final topic that we're gonna touch a little bit on before we close it out is the future of Star Wars. So we all know there's a it's is a huge divisiveness on the latest trilogy, main canon trilogy. Um and a lot of people I think more people actually I think there's less divisiveness on Rise of Skywalker. I think it's most of the people just did not like it overall. But mm-hmm. it makes me think it makes me think like what what does the future now hold for Star Wars? We saw this like weird ending, just wasn't very good oh, trilogy that finished up, and a lot of people were upset. But then you also had an awesome game, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. which which is canon by the way, and it was if you haven't played it, and you played on easy just for the story, fantastic game overall combat, I loved it. Um, and then we also had the Mandalorian, which came out last was it last year? And then the the second season is coming this year soon. And then the trailer just dropped for this the second season of Mandalorian. And then there's also the the Obi Wan uh, miniseries that's still in the works. It hasn't been canceled yet, and Ewan McGregor's supposed to be playing it, um, playing Obi Wan, which I'm kind of excited for. I'd be more interested in that than a lot mm-hmm. of it. And then still. <laughs> Ryan Johnson's unnamed trilogy is still in the works for last I could find. So um, I don't know about that, but what do you guys think about the future of Star Wars, Ruthie? Um, I know, like, I feel like in the game aspect of um, the last few years, there's been like a lot of like great stuff. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, um, uh, what I got to play of it, uh, the story, like you're totally true. The fact that it's canon, but I think they did it so well. Um, and it's just a great story. I just feel like it was a good storytelling. Um, so I really like that. I'm excited about other things. I am excited about the Obi-Wan thing. Um, and everything. I kind of hope that Mandalorian and all that stuff, I I love it, but like, I'm just like, what are they going to come out in second season? That's going to blow up like baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Which is okay. It's cute. It just makes me laugh. I'm just like, oh gosh, what are they going to try to do now that's going to be marketable, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, that's just the way that they roll. Uh, but, uh, and I don't know. I, I've heard like the whispers of the newer trilogy that's unnamed and all stuff. And I'm like, what are they going to try to go into? But uh, who knows? I, it's so unpredictable. And like I said, like you just said about the trilogy, I feel like they don't even know half the time where they're going. I think... And I think that's the problem with Disney, too. They latch on to something and say, hey, we're committing for this long-term project. And then, like, one piece of it comes out and they gauge where they take and put in more focus on the next ones. And sometimes that doesn't leave a lot of options for people that are the creators of those stuff. So, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm a fangirl, so I'm going to stick it out. <laughs> and just stick it out and just really promote the stuff that's really great (laughs) yeah josh what about you uh what do you what are you seeing with the future star wars or your thoughts like i'm not sure i'll I'll touch on how i feel about what this trilogy left me feeling look man the trilogy left me wanting all right uh i definitely felt I don't know if it's if it's you just me. You want more of that? You want no, more no, no. of that? It, truth, left, it left me. No, no, no. It left me <laughs> wanting like for for proper closure. Okay. Like I know that the saga's over and everything, but I was like, it's not good enough, you know. And I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people feel that way. And they, well, I know we all wish it would have gone a different way, but the it's what's done is done. Um, 
However, I would like to see more extended universe stuff. Um, I would love to see another uh, Republic Commando game, Mm. to be honest with you. And then looking into the Project Maverick stuff, uh, I never played any of the other Starfighter uh, games released for Star Wars. Before you, before you dive yeah. into the, yeah, okay. the Star Wars Maverick, so that was something that leaked on, I want to say, wasn't it Germany's PlayStation? Um, it was a European server. It was Yeah, it was a European server that leaked this Project Maverick information, which we don't know a whole lot about. But I'll let you care. I wanted to put that out there, what that technically is, before you yeah. dived into yeah. it. So go ahead. Okay. So um, I'm excited for any other spinoff stuff that they do. I'm excited for The Mandalorian. I loved every second of it. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, I guess I'm just torn with how they ended the saga. Because this, you know, th- you know, 30, 40 years. And then to be let down the way that we were. And I, I don't know if it's just me or if it's anybody else, but the end of... I don't know. I said it in the theater when I was watching it too. And like <laughs> my 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 sister-in-law's boyfriend who's also uh he likes Star Wars. We all went to go see it. And uh I said this out loud and he was like facts. But uh in the end of uh uh Rise of Skywalker when the rebellion pulls up, like they warp in, right? That mm-hmm. whole rebellion yeah, warps yeah. in. I was like, "Oh, look, Avengers." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Look, Avengers That's Endgame true. all over again." Like yeah. they, that's that was the whole yeah. vibe I had for that scene. It's a, it's a storytelling device though. Like I hate yeah. to say, it. it's just like think yeah, of Guardians like of I the said, Galaxy like, though. Yeah, bring like on I said before. Funeral. Yeah, you're right. It's just a moment. It's a moment when the boys show up. You know that you thought you didn't have nobody had your back. That's a moment to have your boys show up. But I get Lord what you're saying. Rings. Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. It like it's everywhere, man. But I get what you're saying. It's just like too you're, soon. Or, if you're already <laughs> yeah, too soon. If you're already leaning towards not being happy with it to see similar devices you've seen other places it's just grating like i get what you're saying yeah but then again at the same time i did enjoy the whole because of like i said before star wars brings that magic of overcoming hardship and that's definitely a big a big portrayal of it but i just felt like it was too soon to use that device again yeah it's true but i'm excited i'm excited for for the next and upcoming star wars stuff but much is right. to be seen. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna close it out here. With my final thoughts on the future of Star Wars, and then um, we'll say our goodbyes. And then, um, but I really hated uh, Rise of Skywalker. I think it was just a terrible movie. There's so many things I disliked about it, and it really just left me really sad for the state of the main films of Star Wars. If you think about all the movies that have come out since the original trilogy in the 70s and the 80s. What movie has been really all that great? Episode three, outside of the epic battle between Obi Wan and Anakin, mm-hmm. episode two, and the dialogue is not good. If you go back and watch them, and then the whole story with uh, and Phantom Menace, where Qui Gon's like, "I can't take you because because uh, the whole slavery thing is like, I can't take you, even though it's uh, it's not part of the Republic, it's not in Republic control. Why can't you just take his mom with you? You know." And the whole slavery thing just killed it for me in that one, going back and watching it. And so um, what made what the, the way I look at Star Wars now is I'm it's the side stories. Mandalorian is now like one of my favorite you know, Star Wars stories that are being told or uh, at least 
TV or slash movie, right? Uh, the Jedi Fallen Order, amazing game, amazing story. And then, so it's the smaller things that I want to say, I want to call it the smaller screen stuff is what I look forward to now. I think it, the mainline storyline movies have all but kind of ruined it for me uh, as a fan. But I am excited for what they're doing on, on the smaller projects on the smaller screen. Mm-hmm. Especially with Clone Wars. Like I said, I've, I'm late, but man, I don't know if you guys saw clips of the Darth Maul versus Ahsoka fight scene. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. They actually brought in Ray Park to CG the, the Darth Maul fight scene with her. And I was like, I need to catch up on this. I might actually just watch season seven just because Darth Maul. But, um, but that's my final take on it. I don't, I really don't have, um, I'm not excited for the movies anymore. It's the, it's the smaller stuff. And that's the way I'm looking at it now. So, um, that being said, um, we're going to close this out. I want to thank you guys for talking Star Wars with me. So happy May the 4th. It's always a ton of fun. I've been getting great feedback from people. People are loving, what we were putting out and the discussions that we're having. It seems like, uh, I think we have a good thing going. So thank you to everyone that's listening. Uh, check out the stuff on Teespring, uh, the shirts and all that swag. It's really cool artwork. Uh, I'll, if you, if you don't know, uh, anything about the artwork, you can check on our webpage and the Twitter and all that stuff. Um, you can check out the artist's work there too. He does great stuff, but Ruthie, awesome time. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) May the fourth be with you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, if someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Uh, easiest way is Twitter. Uh, it's at Ren Ruthie there, or you can find me Ruthie Ren on Twitch, as that's where I'm hanging out a lot of times. If you just want to watch me uh, play some crazy games and be bad at it, <laughs> Ooh, and get drunk too. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> sometimes. Well, I'm not kidding because that's actually true, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, buddy, how can people find you? Uh, so I'm on Twitter at uh, Wick the Scout. And on Facebook and uh, on PSN as Wix, Wick Actual and on Steam as Wick Actual. Awesome. It's been, a, it's been a lot of fun recording with you guys. And as we say, uh, as of tomorrow, may the 4th be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Check out nerdsadulting.com too, everybody. 